you so much for listening to our podcast today at Word of Life. We know summer is busy with traveling and all things fun, but we have good news for you. You can stay in church even while on vacation through our online campus. You can watch live on Sundays at 10 and 11.30 and get fed throughout the week with inspiring articles, message series, and so much more at thelifeonline.cc. Thank you for listening and enjoy the message. So we've been in this series uh, called Sharpen the Saw. And um, uh, actually, before I spoke last week on um, the power of proximity and the need for us to sharpen one another, uh, I was debating about uh, whether or not uh, to preach on that or on rest. Uh, And so guess what pastor preached on at 8.30 this morning? On rest. And so in some ways, I feel like God has been preparing me uh, to, to share this morning, and I recently read a book on, on rest. And uh, so I have been meditating on these things, and it just seems good to me and the Holy Spirit to, uh, to go this direction this, this morning. Uh, why do we need rest? Uh, why do you need rest? Uh, I think uh, it has something to do with our tendency to, uh, to forget things. Uh, and to uh, to get knocked out of alignment, if you will. Um, now, my wife and I are celebrating ten years of marriage this year. Woo! Come on, somebody! In October, ten years of marriage. Uh, and because I uh, am a wise person, uh, I, I I do not I do not tell her. I, I tell her I love you continually. Uh, that I continually speak to her who she is in my life. Uh, how many you know that I would be setting myself up to fail if uh, if she came to me and she's like, Chase, it's been like ten years. Um, like, can you know? Can you just like tell me you love me again? And I'm like, Well, I told you ten years ago. Like, I committed to you ten years ago. How many you know we wouldn't have been married for ten years uh, if uh, if that were the case? If I had not over time continually. Uh, said I love you and reminded her of who she is in my life and uh, spoken out to her the things that God's given me to speak to her and uh, you know or my my kids for example like they you know if you want a lesson in forgetfulness uh, be become a parent uh, and watch your kids Uh, because it's like I just told you that like five seconds ago literally uh, it's amazing our human tendency to uh, for us to speak something to someone uh, and they uh, they forget Uh, they wander but you and I are not uh, exempt from that either. How many times uh, do we come to church uh, or spend time with God and read, or read a book or listen to something and we're like, oh yeah, like I remember that. I, I, forgot, I forgot that. Uh, you know, life has a way of, of pressuring us and causing us to be so distracted that we, 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 we lose focus. And we forget. And so I want to, pre- I want to just, I want to propose this this morning. Uh, that rest, taking time to rest, taking time uh, to, to stop and be still. Rest is more uh, about realignment than it is refilling. Uh, 
that we need, we do need rest to refill, but rest uh, is so much more or, or equally as much about realignment as it is refilling. Does that make sense to anybody? If not, I'll, I'll, I can tell it doesn't. So I'll further clarify that. The, so my lawnmower, which I talked about last week, my lawnmower is getting a lot of press uh, this, <laughs> these last couple of weeks. Last week I told how uh, I sharpened the blades of my lawnmower. So maybe the lawnmower is just on my brain. Um, but if my lawnmower were like all gunked up, uh, the oil, like I had never changed the oil and it was like toothpaste and, uh, and, and, you know, the spark plugs were all messed up and, uh, the blades were dull. How many you know that it doesn't matter how long I just let it sit. Like I need to actually give the lawnmower a tune up, right? Like it's not rest that the lawnmower needs. It, it's, it's a tune up. If your uh, oil needs change in your car, your tires are out of alignment, like parking the car is not going to fix that. It doesn't matter how long you let the car rest. It, it ma- what matters is the, the realignment uh, necessary. And so I think sometimes when we think about rest, we automatically just think about, oh yeah, you know what, I, I need a vacation, I need to go sit by the beach for a while, like that would be rest uh, for me, which uh, having kids helped burst that bubble uh, because uh, I haven't had a restful beach vacation in quite some time uh, because rest is a lot of work for me. But, you know, but we tend to think of rest as just the, the, the absence of, uh, uh, you know, ceasing from, ceasing from effort. But I just want to propose to you that uh, rest uh, biblical rest, the kind of rest that God calls us to, has way more to do about us realigning than it does uh, re- refilling. Now, now God does, he does want to fill us with his spirit and, and his life, and we need that. Uh, but God wants us to also remember uh, that rest involves, it does involve refilling, but it, it involves remembering who we are, and it involves remembering uh, what he has, what God has spoken to us. It involves remembering what is true about you. It involves remembering what's true about God, what's true about your place uh, in Christ. Uh, Romans twelve two. Uh, we don't have anything on the screen, uh, and so including verses. So you can just turn to Romans 12, 2 in your Bibles. You can download the uh, Bible app on your phone if you so choose. The Version Bible app is great. It has multiple different, multiple translations, which are really helpful. Um, Romans 12, 2, actually speaking of my wife, like this was like our verse in high school. We were like high school sweethearts, and anyways, like she like stitched a nice, wasn't it? You, like you stitched, yeah. She stitched a really pretty little stitching for me in high school of this verse. So, um, so Romans twelve two, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed <clears throat> by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, you see. The enemy absolutely uh, does not want you uh, filling out or, or, or operating in uh, the shape 
that God has formed in, into you. And so what the enemy, what the world tries to do is to press us out of shape. Uh, you know, the phrase like getting bent out of shape. Anybody ever been bent out of shape? Well, what bends you out of shape? It's uh, often circumstances or pressure uh, or my kids not remembering what I just told them to do five seconds ago. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we get bent out of shape. Uh, life, the enemy tends to, uh, you know, his, his, his primary strategy, uh, if he can't get you, uh, if he can't get you even to sin, he can still try to get you bent out of shape. Uh, he can get you to, tr- to be, uh, conformed to, uh, to his will for you to, to be, to get you knocked out of who God has made uh, you to be. And so uh, uh, we need that time of rest uh, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Uh, You see, rest for us, it it gives us the the time and the space. When When we say, you know what, I, I, I'm going to empty my schedule. I, I'm going to I'm going to look ahead for in two weeks, and uh, you know I'm going to take a day off, or I'm going to I'm going to just I'm going to uh, you know adamantly uh, safeguard my schedule so that I'm doing nothing on this day. Uh, and we do that. And we take time and you say, you know, I'm just going to meditate on God's word. It, it has a way in our lives of just bending us back into shape, pressuring us. Pressure can actually be a good thing. Uh, you know, one of the most relaxing things uh, I've ever done, uh, I used to be opposed to them, but uh, I, I, my wife taught me into getting a massage. Anybody massage people in here? Okay. Any males? Okay, thanks. Thanks, Dustin. I appreciate that, man. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, massage, massaging, massaging is not, you know, known maybe as the most manly thing in the world. Um, and so we, my wife and I, we lived in China and we decided... But, you know, I think we took an anniversary trip and I was like, honey, what do you want to do today? And she's like, I want to get a, a couple's massage. And, you know, because of my deep, deep love for her, uh, I said, OK, let's go do it. And so, I, you know, I had all these things about letting another dude like put, put his hands on me like that. But uh, <laughs> And I'll, I'll have a bad, I had a bad experience that I won't talk about uh, in, in, in one time. And so anyways, uh, so, so again, my deep, deep love for my wife. I said yes to this. And, uh, you know, he's doing his thing. He's like, but like, I'm, and I'm like kind of tense, obviously, for obvious reasons. And uh, thankfully, my wife was like right next to me. That was great. Um, and it was not a man touching her, which was, which was even better. Uh, so I got over all those things. And I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a good sport and like try to relax uh, here and now. And so I finally did. And he like, man, that dude, that dude, that dude worked it out, man. Like, I was like, I, I went from like stress to like, okay, like, yeah, like, come on now. Oh, a little over that, yeah, oh, yeah, that's great. And so like, man, he's just like pressuring all the spots. And like, I'm telling you, I walk out, I walked out of that place feeling like Gumby, like the old cartoon, like Jello Man. Like, it was amazing. And you massage people know what I'm talking about. And that's why I'm here proudly standing up talking about getting a massage as a man. Because I literally, I don't know if I've ever felt more relaxed. 
Like it was amazing. It was like, but it was pressure. Like he put like the right kind of pressure on my body to to where it felt like I felt more rested than like a week at the beach for sure, even without kids. Uh, How many, you know, like sometimes sitting at the beach without kids, like you can be away from work, but you're still working up here. Anybody? Come on now. Uh, Like, I I mean, I'm so guilty of that. I'm on vacation and I'm like, I don't turn my my work app off. And so I'm still getting messages messages and I'm thinking about what I need to do and all these kind of things. And so sometimes rest just is not rest. Uh, And sometimes uh, we actually do need pressure, uh, but we need the right kind of pressure. Uh, Because let me tell you, and I don't need to tell you, the world uh, is trying to pressure us. But what's the end game of the world? It's to try to pressure us out of shape. So I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters of the body of Christ, like don't get bent out of shape. Uh, be bent back into shape. Uh, I experienced this uh, in college. I, um, uh, you know, I, I I grew up in the church. I love. I've always loved uh, just the presence of God. I. Uh, as a seven-year-old, I went to a camp, uh, I think I've shared this before, and got filled with the Holy Spirit because, man, something in me just like so hungered uh, for more of God. And I learned guitar when I was uh, like 13, uh, mostly just so I could worship in my room. Uh, and so I spent just hours worshiping in my room, just like addicted to the presence of God. And uh, leader in my youth group, like leader in my high school, like we walked around carrying Bibles in high school. Like uh, that was, uh, Lauren and I, we were high school sweethearts, so we were like walking around with our Bibles and uh, just unashamed and and, um, just just passionate for Jesus. Uh, And then uh, my senior year came time for our college decisions. And um, <laughs> my wife and I, we, we felt like God had spoken to us to go to this one certain school. And, I, you know, I had a peace in my heart. Like, I know about being led by the Holy Spirit. Like, like I grew up hearing about that. Like, I'm t- I've even been teaching people like that as a, as a high schooler, you know, how to be led by the Spirit of God. I'm teaching that, and, like, and, and I'm so confident in that. And then comes time, we feel like we're supposed to be led. We're, we feel led to go to this one school. Uh, and then Lauren, uh, she ended up uh, not quite getting the scholarship money she needed, even though she's way smarter than I was. Uh, she uh, decided to go to another school. And so here I am. Uh, my family was able to send me to this school that we've been believing God to go to that I felt a peace about. And all of, But all of a sudden, my, my girlfriend is going to another school. And here it was. I was at this fork in the road. You ever been in a fork in the road? Um, I was at a fork in the road. And... Uh, I felt so weak in that moment, so pulled, uh, and it may not seem like a huge deal to you, but it was a huge deal to me. I, I, I agonized over this. Finally, it was like the deadline was like three o'clock on a Friday that I had to send in my letter 
to the school and like I couldn't decide that morning and so my mom was like okay I'll just come up to the school and you have but you have to decide and I was I just was so burdened and so weighed down like I just I, I felt like God's voice was so cloudy to me and like I, because my desires were pulling against it and uh, it was just it was agonizing and finally she came my mom came up to the school and she handed me my letters uh, I had two scholarship letters, one from the school I was believing for and the other one from the other school. And I just picked, I literally picked the one off the top and it was the other school. And I said, okay, here, and it was like, I, 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 I made a decision. I like, I knew it internally that it was like, God, like I, 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 I'm going to, I'm making this choice right now. Like, I know what you're telling me, but like, I just, and I didn't, I, I just suppressed, I suppressed a lot of things and I chose that other school. And, and I, I got to be honest, and again, it may not seem like a big deal to you, but it was a huge deal to me. I had prided myself on being led by the Spirit. I had prided myself on being, uh, you know, those who are led by the Spirit of God or the sons of God. God, I thank you that I'm your son. I'm filled with your Spirit. Remember, I'm, I'm passionate about his presence. And here, I just, at one of the biggest forks in the road of my life, I just stiff-armed him. I just lost myself. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it sent me into this like spiral of shame. Like, and even though everything around me in my life, I went on and like freshman year, like all, like I was getting, in, you know, selected for these, uh, you know, exclusive groups and uh, had a great group of friends, great campus ministry. All these things good were happening, but like inside, like I was just like, I, I knew I had lost myself. And I thought I had like given up like that for good. Like I had felt like, if you ever felt like this, like you feel like you're on God's, like the path God has for you. And then like all of a sudden you do something and like you, now you're on this like alternate path. That, and like now, like your, your futures are running like parallel to each other, like in this alternate universe. And it's like, I can never get back on that path that God has for me. Uh, and so that's where I was. And to make matters worse, like I was just so busy. Uh, I was just so busy. And like, in a part of all these groups where uh, I felt like my identity was even more shaped by the pressures of these groups, like being who they wanted me to be and all those things until I hit a point my junior year after really that, that, that road had led me to some really depre depressing moments. I really feel like I suffered spiritual depression, anxiety like I'd never suffered before. And I reached a point my junior year uh, when God just arrested me. And it was in a moment of stillness. Whew. Listen to those moments of stillness. Thank God that he meets us in those moments of stillness. And I just sensed this invitation where God was like, just come back. Just come back. Come back. Fellowship with me again. And it was this pull in my spirit. I knew he was, he was leading me back to commune with his spirit again. And in my head, I'm thinking of all these reasons why like, I can't do that. And all these things I got to figure out before I do that. And all these things I got to like, straighten out and fix. And maybe I, you know, just, just, just all the things. I was trying to fix in my head what could only really be fixed in my spirit. I was trying to fix in my head what only like a renewed mind 
Romans 12 too, only what a renewed mind could do. I was trying to fix in my head what like uh, the enemy was trying to pressure me into. And uh, really what I needed more was like pressure of the word of God in my spirit to shape me back into who God, who God had shaped me to be. And so in God's mercy and his grace, how many know God's merciful? <laughs> how many know he's gracious how many of you know, like, there's nothing that we have done that is ever going to permanently alter his plan for us? That the plans and callings, uh, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. That means you can't escape from them. You can't escape from them. And so, so if you're like me in this moment, like, I, I, I just knew that I needed to get still. I just knew that I needed to like turn my head off and get still. And for me, like the Lord had taught me so much as a kid about praying in the Holy Spirit. Uh, and and the, 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 um, the truth about my spiritual eyes. You know, you've got natural eyes and you've got spiritual eyes. And, uh, and we need our spiritual eyes open. And we have the Holy Spirit that God's put in us. Uh, John uh, chapter 14 and 16 talks about the Holy Spirit's our helper. He will help you see. He will help you see. But how many know you have to give him the space for that? You have to give him the room and the stillness uh, to do that. And so uh, finally, I, I yielded to that word from God to come to me and to be still, and to fellowship with my spirit. And so I started, I started praying in the Holy Spirit again, even when my head was raging against me. I just took a step. I just took a step, and God honored that. And all of a sudden, like peace started coming back into my life. All of a sudden, clarity started coming back into my life. Why? Because I was letting I was, letting, I was letting God's truth, God's word, God's spirit put good pressure on me again. I was letting the Holy Spirit be my massage, my masseuse, that's it, uh, which I, I, I much prefer being in his hands than the hands of some strange dude. Uh, so I let the Holy Spirit like massage me back into shape uh, because I, I, I chose to place myself into a place of rest. See, rest isn't so much about necessarily the time you give, but the place that you put yourself in. Have you put yourself in the place of rest where God's word, you're letting God's word shape you again? Where you're letting God's word put good pressure on you again? Who, who have you become? Who have you become in the busyness of life? Who have you become in the busyness of your job? Who have you become, and, and maybe, maybe your, your family's been chaotic. Maybe you've got situations with your kids. I mean, we all do. We all have situations. But have, you let, have those situations uh, put, 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 good, put bad pressure on you that have caused you to be bent out of shape? What shape are you in? What shape are you in? I was meditating um, well, just a few minutes ago, because that's all the time I had to prepare. <laughs> uh, Genesis chapter, chapter 1, when it talks about in creation, when uh, uh, the earth was without form and void. A darkness uh, hovered over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. It, it was in that place of stillness. That, that created the environment for the Holy Spirit to move. 
and for God to create and to reshape and to speak things into. Uh, it, it took stillness uh, for, 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 for creation to be in the place where God uh, could reshape it and could grow. And I just want to ask you this morning, like, have you placed yourself in like a place of stillness like long enough Long enough for God to create, long enough for God to recreate, long enough for God to to reshape you into who he has made you to be. Have you put yourself uh, in that place? Rest has so much to do, more to do with realignment than it does, than than it does refilling. Is this making sense to anybody this morning? Are you with me this morning? And so that's why God commanded us to Sabbath. Isn't that amazing? Like God commanded us to Sabbath. It's actually the only uh, spiritual discipline, if you will. Sometimes we talk about rest being a spiritual discipline. It's actually the only spiritual discipline that's actually a commandment. Did you ever think, have you ever thought about that? He, He commanded, he said, remember the Sabbath and keep it, what? Keep it holy. Whew. I don't know about you, but like, I don't want to mess with anything that's holy. Like, I'm just not into that. Like, I'm not into messing with anything that's holy. And God calls us to Sabbath and to rest. And I think it has so much to do with the fact that God wants us to stop and to remember. God wants us to stop and to be realigned. God wants us to stop and say, you know what, these, these pressures in my life are speaking to me. They're putting pressure on me. They're telling me what I'm not. And so I need to be still and let the Spirit of God remind me of who I am. David, when he was facing the giant, uh, he had a giant, the giant was obviously a pressure uh, in his life. And, uh, you know, their fa- the Israelites were facing the army of the Philistines and there was all this pressure and he, it, pr- David was even getting pressure from Saul. And, uh, you know, you need to wear this armor. You need to fight this way. This is who you need to be. And you know what? David resisted that pressure. Uh, what did David do? David uh, he went, he said, no, like, this is, this is not me. This is not who I am. And what did he do? He went to the brook. He went to the stream. He went to the river. And it says he took his staff with him. Uh, and he picked out five smooth stones uh, from the brook. And I think the whole time David's, David's remembering, David's remembering in the stillness of the brook, the water, I picture him just like needing to escape the noise of the moment. Like, and he, needs to get, he just needed to go back to the brook and just have stillness in his life. And it was at the stillness of the brook where David remembered. Man, have you, have you taken the time to remember who you are lately? Because it was at the brook, David, I believe he looked at his staff. And you know, back then the staff was like a journal of sorts. Like the staff was this something where they would like, they would write on and they would inscribe things on. And I believe like on that staff, David had written like, I killed that lion. I killed that bear. God rescued me from that bear. I worshiped with God today. 
God spoke something to me today. And guess what? David looked at that staff and he remembered, you know what? That same God that was with me when I killed the lion and the bear, that same God is going to be with me when I face that, that giant. And I don't need armor. I don't need Saul's sword. I don't need the pressure of what anybody else is telling me. All I need is to remember who you were, God, in that, in that pasture, who I was in that pasture, that you were there to deliver me then and you're going to be there to deliver me now. And guess what? That only happened in the stillness. Oh, come on, that deserved a shout, somebody. That only happened in the stillness, in the stillness, in the secret, in the quiet place. It's not just for us to empty our minds. No, no, no. Like Christian meditation, Christian rest is not about just emptying ourselves. It's about filling ourselves with who God says we are. It's about filling ourselves with what he said about you. It's about filling ourselves with the fact that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. That we have all sufficiency in all, not the lights too, uh, in all things. Uh, that we're complete in him. That we're complete in Him. We don't need LED walls. We don't need lights. We don't need anything. Like We're complete in Him. We're complete in Him, but it takes stillness. Like It just takes stillness and rest and attention. Someone said, a, a quote I read recently, it says, Our time is our life, and our attention is the doorway to our hearts. It says, What you give attention to is the person you become. The mind is the portal to the soul and what you fill your mind with will shape, shape the trajectory of your character. In the end, your life is no more than the sum of what you give your attention to. What are you giving your attention to today? Where does scripture tell us to put our attention to? It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We're going to sing a song in the minute, and the band can go ahead and come out. I think I'm about finished. Uh, we're going to sing a song. It's called Defender. And uh, since we don't have words on the screen, uh, it just talks about God being our defender. Uh, that uh, before, uh, before we even realized it, uh, that God, that Jesus went and we, we, Jesus went and he took the head of our enemies before we even even realized it. And it's a song really about, about rest, about we've got all these battles that we feel like we have to fight in life. And we know like, if you're like me, you feel the pull of so many things. Like you feel the pull of so many things to give our attention to. Like there's so many things that I feel like need my attention there's so many things that need my time. They need my energy. But you know what all of those things need from me? All of those things really, they need me to know who I am. They need me to know that I'm in Christ. They, they need me to know, like, they, they need me to rest. Like my wife doesn't necessarily need uh, more of, of my activity. Like I'm sure I could probably help around the house maybe a little bit more. But like ultimately, like my wife needs me grounded in, 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 in Christ and his love for me and who I am in him. Like she needs that because I, I, like I'm only going to be able to love her as well as I am resting in Christ. Like you're only going to be as productive as, as, as how firmly fixed you are in Christ. 
See, we're made to work, and it's a great thing, but the enemy wants to turn our work into striving. The enemy wants us to turn our work into uh, really an identity thing where we're working towards an identity. Like, just examine yourself this morning. Like, what do you work for? Like, what do you work for? Like, Adam, uh, you know, Adam was kicked out of the garden and all of a sudden he went from working from the garden where uh, it was easy, it was natural, it was, it was growth, it was like a natural byproduct. He went from that into the sin f- happening and now all of a sudden now he's working to get back to the garden. He's working to get back to that place of rest. And so for, for thousands of years, mankind is just working to get to a place of rest, striving. Why do you think there's so much anger and animosity in the world today? It's people striving after things and never feeling satisfied in them. It's for, it's for uh, spending so much energy of, if I only get one more of these, then I'll be complete. If, I only, if only I can reach this level of my, of my job, then I'll be, that'll be enough. But like, it's just striving. It's striving. Uh, it's the curse. It's the curse that, that in, under sin when we work, uh, it, it, it's never going to bring the, the level of satisfaction that we so desire. And so God calls us back to rest. God calls us back to the garden. Uh, And the truth is that in Christ, you've been placed in the garden. You've been placed back in the garden. John 15 says, abide in me. Jesus said, abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so we return to the garden, we return to rest. And let me get back to the lyrics of the song. Uh, so it's called Defender, and it just says, uh, you go before I know that you're even gone to win my war. And you come back with the head of my enemy. Like I had this giant facing me, and I thought I was going to have to kill him all by myself. I had this problem in my life, and I, I thought it was up to me to, to, to figure it out on my own. Or like, I thought it was just going to take all this more work and all this effort. And like, and then, but you turn to God, and you say, God, like you're my defender. You're my righteousness. You're my rescuer. You're my deliverer. And all of a sudden, you wake up one morning, and there before you, you see the head of your giant. <laughs> Think about, think about if you woke up tomorrow and whatever problem you're facing in life right now, what if it was completely solved? Like how much would you rejoice? How much would you rejoice over that son coming home, over that daughter coming home, over, over, over all these situations and all of a sudden, man, like God took care of it. Like that's the kind of rest he wants us to enter into, I believe. There's another lyric in this song and it says, um, It says, uh, thank you, Lord, it says, uh, when I thought I lost you, you knew where I left me. That'll preach. When I thought I lost you, you knew where I left me. And that was my college, what I just described, that story I just told you. When I thought I lost you, you knew where you, I left me. I, I, you know, I, Lord, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know how I ended up where I was. Like, I, I don't even know who I am. And you know what Jesus says? He says, come to me. He says, come to me because guess what? I'm the author. 
I'm the author. And we're these characters in the story. And we're like, God, I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. Like I'm working. I'm trying to get out of this place I've somehow got myself into. And what does Jesus say? He said, come to me. I'm the author of your story. Like why is the character trying to toil over which way to go when he could just go to the author? (laughs) Like we have the author to go to. We have the author to go to. You know why? Because he's not just the author. He's the finisher. He's the finisher. What are you trying to finish today in your own strength? What are you striving over that you just can't seem to to figure out or what, what's draining you in your life? And is it possible that things have pressured you and bent you out of shape so much that you just feel helpless and you feel you're not even sure who you are anymore? Maybe it's work pressure, life pressure, relational pressure. You're not even sure who you are anymore. And Jesus is saying this morning to some of you, come to me, come to me. I'm your author. I'm the author and I'm the finisher. Let's stand up this morning and we're about to worship. Uh, And as we sing this song, I just invite you to reflect and invite you to rest and invite you to be still and ask the Holy Spirit uh, to show you again, like where where you need good pressure, (laughs) where you need good pressure, where in your life have you been, have you let circumstances pressure you and let him speak to you again about who you are. Father, we we love you. We we look to you this morning as the author and as the finisher of our faith, God. And so we come to you this morning, some of us probably weary, some of us probably tired, probably all of us needing rest, God. And Lord, we've thought we've just needed a vacation. We've thought we've just needed time by ourselves, God. And Lord, what we really need is good pressure. What we really need is for you to reshape us. And so, Father, we choose to be still. We choose to stop striving. We choose to place ourselves back in your hands. As the clay does with the potter, Father, we choose to place ourselves back in your hands. Father, reshape us this morning. God, mold us again this morning. Fashion us this morning. Fix us this morning. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.